Welcome to another episode of Dr. Brooke on the Block. It's time to grab a seat, buckle up, and take a ride with me through the wild, wild west of the Web3 universe, where we're going to learn all about coins and tokens, NFTs and contracts, digital real estate and the metaverse, and so much more. There's a lot to get through on the block, but I am here to pave the way and help you avoid those nasty pitfalls and rug pulls so you don't get hurt. I'm going to also introduce you to some interesting characters along the way. Are you ready? Your ride starts now. What is up? Oh my goodness. Thank you all for being here. Dr. Brooke, the crypto proctor for another epic ride around the block. We are going today, we're going to be talking about wallets. Uh, this is a thing that uh, doesn't get a lot of exposure, or a lot of talk, uh, to be honest. I think that some people do speak about it and then other people make these comments like, not your keys, not your coins. And that means nothing to somebody new in the space, right? Like you might hear that, not your keys, not your coins and go, okay, what the heck? Like, what the heck does that mean? If you are new here, be sure to buckle up tightly. We are in for a wild, wild ride around the blockchain Web3 universe. And um, if you are a returning listener, thank you so much for continuing to take these rides with me. We are having so much fun. We are learning so much. We are getting introduced to some amazing people. I got some cool interviews lined up uh, in the future. So be um, on the lookout for those. But for now, not your keys, not your coin. What the heck? I'll let you know what that means. So, all right. We spoke on some prior episodes, you know, of course, with the financial conditions that we're in, people thinking Bitcoin might be going to zero, a lot of fear, uncertainty, and, and doubt in the current markets, in the stock markets, and then people also on the sidelines watching and waiting and figuring out, is this thing, does this really have any sustenance to it? Or are people truly just like ridiculously losing their minds? and nearly putting a trillion dollars into a asset class that is going nowhere. A trillion dollars in an asset class that is going nowhere. Let that settle in. Because late 2021, and you're probably listening to this midway through 2022, halfway through the year, we had Bitcoin at the end of 2021, at nearly a trillion dollars on its own, on its own accord, on its own, one asset in the cryptocurrency market, one asset in blockchain being nearly a trillion dollars. Are that many people that stupid to be investing millions and trillions of dollars into an asset class that is going nowhere? No, I don't believe so. Obviously, I've created an entire a podcast about blockchain technology and why I am so passionate about it and what I want you guys to understand so early on in the game because we are in the fight you stage of innovation and we are about to be moving into the winning stage of innovation in a few years. To put some perspective into it, the Securities and Exchange Commission has approved a like Bitcoin 
not a full spot Bitcoin ETF that uh, Grayscale was trying to get uh, that just got denied last week. Uh, I won't go into detail, but you can look that up. Uh, just it, I think it would be very helpful to see what the SEC has approved for Bitcoin that people can actually trade Bitcoin in traditional um, assets together, like with if they're in a traditional fund with a big, huge, you know, like Fidelity or uh, Charles Schwab, um, they can actually trade Bitcoin through these these um, investment firms because these investment firms are holding on to Bitcoin. So it's not exactly like to the level we want it at, right? Like a trillion dollars is very, like a drop in the bucket considering what kind of money is in the stock market and what kind of money is in other asset classes like gold and bonds and silvers and metals and all those things, right? But you can't deny the fact that a trillion dollars is a trillion dollars. And if cryptocurrency in just the short evolution of time in 12 to 13 years has been able to garden, like get up to a trillion dollars, there's something here. Yes, that number was so much higher, so much higher in early, you know, 2021. And I would say when we hit our all-time highs in late November, there was obviously a lot more money into that market. And we've lost quite a bit of market share as a result of some bad actors in the space, um, as a result of liquidations that have happened as a result of margin calls or lending calls, people lending or investment firms lending money to people to invest in, in Bitcoin and that those, <coughs> excuse me, those things getting pulled, you know, uh, out, like liquidated, like meaning they had to be sold off in order to repay their loan. So all of this is happening. There is chaos in the marketplace. People currently, and if you've purchased any cryptocurrency, especially if you're a newbie, what I would say a newbie in the space, um, you probably purchased that cryptocurrency off of a centralized exchange. Centralized exchange would be anything like a Coinbase, Crypto.com, Kraken, uh, Gemini, FTX. All of these are centralized exchanges. There are so many more. Uh, but those are centralized exchanges where you go and you purchase your cryptocurrencies. Now, you are welcome to leave that on the centralized exchange. So you go into your app, you can see, you know, your funds, your money, you could see your assets, what you're hanging on to, all of those pieces. You're, you have access to see those things um, through that centralized exchange. However, with no current regulation in the actual cryptocurrency markets, when you are like facing a situation like we are right now where people are like freaking out and, you know, fires everywhere and like, I mean, they're just losing their ish over everything. The reality is, is these cent if these centralized exchanges go down, you can lose everything. If Coinbase files for bankruptcy, which there was talks about that um, because they are the first publicly traded um, crypto exchange that you can actually see because they are publicly traded, you can see their earnings. And they've lost a lot of money over the last two quarters as a result of not enough people trading or moving funds around and getting into crypto. More people are getting out of crypto, <clears throat> things like that right? 
So if Coinbase goes down and does file for bankruptcy, all of your assets on Coinbase are gone, right? Because they're part of a centralized exchange. You have no protection under Securities and Exchange Commission. You have no protection with the government. And so this is this is a hard little line where we're at in the crypto market spaces because we want decentralization. We absolutely want decentralization. But in the same regard, some people are looking to have that regulation and believe that if that regulation comes in, that we're going to bring a lot of money off the sidelines and into the marketplace because there is that regulation, because there isn't the fear of taking $100,000 all the way to zero on the backs of not bad investment choices necessarily, but on the backs that the actual exchange went down. Like that is crazy. So, you know, we, (laughs) there, it's this weird dichotomy because I think that we do, excuse me, guys. I think that we do. um, I've had this cough for um, a few weeks. It's definitely not COVID. Uh, I've tested. It's more like gets caught in my throat um, and, you know, not so much in my lungs. It's like when you like swallow and get something caught. Uh, but it, it's going, it, it's moving its way out. So I'm definitely healing. But I think when I talk too much and take too much air in, that's when I start uh, these little coughs. So you're going to have some fun with uh, future episodes and I'm not coughing. <laughs> I'm going to miss it. Anyways, no, I'm not. So, you know, you have all of these, um, you know, people that are like not wanting to invest in crypto as a result of this no regulation, but then you do want some regulation to bring more people in. So here we are, we're kind of caught in a rock in a hard place. Well, one of the the ways of actually protecting yourselves against these sort of like major, major liquidations, say the entire crypto exchange you purchased on um, goes under, is this reality of not your keys, not your coin, meaning you can move your assets off of that exchange and into a DeFi exchange, a decentralized exchange through either, well, if you're moving it through a decentralized exchange, you're going to be moving it to a hot wallet. That is called a hot wallet. So hot wallets are anything that you can access via like an app, via a web browser, like a MetaMask is considered a hot wallet, and you store your assets in those wallets there. Now, if the whole entire exchange goes down, they have no access to your tokens, they have no access to your coins, so you're safe in that regard. Does not safeguard you against the value of the actual asset going down. So say you bought a coin at a dollar, now it's down to five cents, it's going to be five cents in your hot wallet too. You're not, it does, it's not, you know, add a dollar into a dollar, like no, because you haven't actually shifted or changed the asset into something else, whether you took your cash out, your fiat money out of it to keep, maintain the dollar, or, you know, you bought a different asset with it, it's still going to have that same value if it's the same asset. So if you're buying Bitcoin at a dollar and you're buying and you're moving it into your hot wallet and it's still Bitcoin at a (coughs) dollar. If Bitcoin goes down to five cents, which of course you guys hopefully understand that these are just really um, crazy numbers I'm throwing out because even Bitcoin at its lowest right now is trading like upwards of like 20,000 ish. It's 
fluctuating underneath a little bit above, underneath a little bit above, and whatnot. So that's transferring it into a hard, a cold, I mean, a hot wallet. So you're transferring it and you're responsible. This is one of the biggest um, issues with um, the Web3 world right now is it requires you to be responsible. So we don't need, we don't have the ability to just reach out to our bank and ask them to help us like reset our password. Should we lose our password? We don't lose our funds. It's not, we have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank and we lose our password and shoot, how are we going to have access to that? But when you have funds or when you have assets in a hot wallet on or in the web three world, you are responsible you are responsible for that seed phrase or those passwords, whatever they look like. Most of them are seed phrases, meaning like a, a series of 12 to 24 words in a particular order that you are responsible for making sure you either know or you know where they are or they're not going to be destroyed or, you know, like someone's not going to be able to access your funds, but you are responsible. You cannot go to MetaMask or to other DeFi wallets and ask for them to reset your password. They will not have access to that. That is why it is so important when you're setting up these wallets to understand, take the time to actually write these words down. Do not take a snapshot with your phone, but be intentional about writing these words down, putting them in a very, very safe place. I know some people put their uh, security phrases in a safe deposit box at their local bank because, you know, fireproof, all of it. So anyways, you want to move your assets from a centralized exchange to a decentralized exchange for protection if and when these fallouts happen. There's been a lot of shakiness in the marketplaces. There's been a lot of like uh, companies, centralized exchanges that are actually being like, well, near liquidation and they're being quote unquote bailed out. Now, the new bailout person for the crypto space uh, is SBF. S as in Sam, B as in Brooke, F as in Frank. SBF is the owner, founder, whatever you want to call him, <coughs> of, <coughs> Lordy, of FTX. FTX is a big, uh, you know, centralized exchange, um, but they have a lot of money behind them because of Sam, Sam Bankman Freed, Sam, Sam Bankman Freed. And he is like the new, you know, Federal Reserve for the big, you know, fallouts. And he's been helping companies be able to survive um, by bailing them out essentially. And what it's looking like it is coming down to is a lot of the companies that he is bailing out like Voyager and BlockFi might potentially in the coming years um, be turned around and purchased by FTX. And then FTX completely like grows their entire database of users as a result of being able to acquire all of the holders with BlockFi and all of the holders with Voyager. So, but to safeguard yourself against those liquidations, you need to be able to move things to either a hot wallet, which I just explained to you, or a cold wallet. Now, a cold wallet is like a USB. Like, just think like those little USB drives that we store photos or files and things on. That is what, if you could get them, you know, in, in many different forms. It doesn't actually have to be a USB. There's a company called Ledger uh, that has these, um, these, like 
portable USBs that you can hold all of your cryptocurrencies on. Or there's things like uh, actual, like it's like a metal credit card almost. And that's like a cool wallet, like a cold wallet. And so you can move all of your assets off of that into um, the the cold wallet, should you not want to move it into a hot wallet, uh, and be able to like have the safety of your coins there. So that's like the big differences between a cold and a hot wallet and why you would really want to be utilizing those, especially in so much time of uncertainty here. So when you hear someone say, not your keys, not your coins, you understand what they're meaning. So if, if, if that's the case, not your keys, not your coins, it means all of your coins are being stored on a centralized exchange. If the centralized exchange goes down, you are at a loss completely. So you need to then move everything to a cold wallet or a hot wallet, your choice, but be very specific. Uh, personally, I do like Ledger. Um, I do have some in the crypto.com DeFi wallet. So it's not on the crypto.com exchange, uh, centralized exchange app. It's in their DeFi wallet. And then I do utilize MetaMask. Um, MetaMask is another hot wallet. So I do have... Um, multiple different ones, um, things to look into, you know, cold or hot wallets, um, are, are accessible easily, you know, on the internet. And I can put some links in the show notes as well. Uh, but yeah, so cold hot wallets, that is the lesson for today. I hope you, uh, learn some really awesome new things about web three and just how to engage, uh, more safely in this, uh, space because, Guys, I'm really trying to protect you. That's why we talk about seatbelts. That's why we talk about, you know, it's going in for a bumpy road, but like, let's come out like as unscathed as we possibly can. I am not telling you we are not going to be absent of bumps and bruises, but there is opportunity for us to have those bumps and bruises, but still win big uh, overall. So on that note, the ride is coming into the station and we will see you on the next one. Have a great rest of your day and we'll talk soon. You made it. Congratulations. That wasn't so bad, was it? I hope you laughed and learned a little bit more about this Web3 universe and how simple and fun it can really be. Would you be so kind as to leave us a review and share it with your friends and family? It would mean so much to get this out to more people as we embark on the greatest transfer of wealth that has ever happened in human history. Can't wait to see you on the next one.